Welcome to a special um, post-game three edition of the Weekend Wire. We haven't really done this. Um, we haven't really done this in almost a year, actually, where we do it right after the game. But just saw a blowout of the Bucks Suns game. Um, wasn't a great game, but lots to talk about still. We have Aro as always, and today we have Nick Wang and Mike Zhao joining us. They have their own podcast called The Hot Seat. Um, they do variety of sports. We stick to NBA here mostly, but um, they're going to join us because they watch the game as well. And yeah, excited to hear their input. So um, yeah, you guys introduce yourselves, I guess, uh, or, or just, yeah, or don't introduce yourself, but just like <laughs> acknowledge. Yeah, uh, it was a crazy game. Excited to uh, discuss it. Yeah, like, right. I don't know. Surprised me a lot to see the Bucks like dominate the Suns this game. Yeah, I didn't think they would dominate either. Um, okay, well, so I'll, I'm just gonna go chronological here a little bit. But um, so game starts. Giannis asks out of the game like three minutes in, and it's not really clear like what happened to him. Um, he he kind of just it wasn't even like a it didn't even look like he had gotten re-injured. He just kind of like asked Bud to take him out. He took him out. He sat for a little bit. Um, and usually, like, in, in past series, whenever the Bucks have had that game three, it's kind of like versus the Nets, they get out to that huge lead at the beginning. Um, I think um, versus the Heat, they were dominant the whole series. But I, I was sort of expecting if they were going to take this game, it would be sort of one of those where they get out to, you know, 30-15 lead, 30-12 lead, and they're just pretty dominant to start. But that's not really how this game went. And honestly, for – a lot of the first half, it looked like the Suns had the um, upper hand, but we got some Jeff Teague minutes in the first quarter from Bud, so that wasn't great. But um, yeah, what what did y'all think about the first half and strategy wise? What did you think the Bucks did a little bit better, um, just as far as like the first half goes? I mean, like yeah, like in past games, like especially like game two and game one, like the game started to slip a little in the second quarter. I would say. I think, like, I guess Boone Holder made the right adjustments this game, like, kept the game close in the first half, and the second half started running away with it. So that's what really stuck out to me the most. I think the big thing was, like, the Bucks being able to, like, produce without Giannis on the court. Like, they were able to keep it close with, like, uh, role players like Drew Holiday and um, Jeff Teague stepping up. I think that was, like, what was it? What was able to, like, keep the game close where it wasn't, like, when Giannis was out and he had to, like, when he came back in, he got felt like a huge uh, burden to carry, I guess. Yeah, and then I think even with uh, Giannis on the floor, I thought they were, like, running the offense a lot better. They are yeah. kind of getting him into more screen and roll actions with him as a screener, which is something that I know like, we both talked about for a long time. Um, just getting him easier looks, he's having to work a little bit less for those looks, um, and then especially once Aiden got into foul trouble, uh, which was more in the second half. But you kind of saw it in the first half as well, where Giannis just, you know, against Kaminsky, uh, if – the Suns tried to go small. Um, there just really wasn't a good answer for Giannis the whole game for for the Suns. And uh, I mean, that, that was probably the most worrying thing for me going forward is if Aiton gets in any kind of trouble. Yeah. Uh, the next few games, we're we're kind of in trouble. This is the first time so. that we've really seen him get in foul trouble. This was something that I really thought was going to happen. I thought it, I thought it was going to. I thought the Jokic was going to be able to really torture him and get him in early fouls. Like he, he picked up his fourth foul with I think like two minutes into the second half, which is super mm-hmm. early. Yeah, it was early. So, 
Um, that's really not something we've seen happen until tonight out of him in these playoffs. Um, and yeah, it hurt them because Gian- Giannis is really, he started doing this in game two and he did it again where he's going at him. He's doing all the Euro steps. He's just kind of, or he's just powering through because he's, he's super strong, you know? So um, the really, really what kept the Suns in this game a little bit um, toward, until it, until it really got out of hand was Jay Crowder six mm-hmm. to seven from three. Um, that was if, if that doesn't happen, you know, it's a 30-point game um, at the end. But he – besides him, no one on the Suns played particularly great. Booker was really bad. Um, Booker was terrible. Yeah, three of 14 in game, one of seven from three. I think he was one of seven from three in game one too. Um, yeah, but he and, was making twos. I mean, he was getting yeah. aggressive. This game he was just settling for threes. Yeah, but it was, it was kind of weird to see from him because he's been really – Game two, he was super aggressive getting the basket. He's he's been pretty aggressive the whole playoffs, and that's what's worked for them, where he's not settling. And um, the Suns, I thought, good ball movement from both teams, but I thought the Bucks actually, like you said, sort of running their offense more, which um, seems like a simple thing, but when you've got you know Coach Bud out there at the controls, it's not always um, it's not always obvious. Um, to them, but uh, yeah, the Suns they get they get the great first quarter out of Aiden like we've always that we've seen so many times um, in the playoffs, and they're getting good shots, making good shots, and started to get away from them. And I, yeah, I really really did think the Bucks played better on um, offensively. Did y'all see anything um, on the other end defensively for either team that you thought was an adjustment that was made or some someone just playing a lot better? Uh, I think. It's- Playoffs like Coach Budenholzer, like because I know like past playoffs, like he'll rely on the transition offense a lot, but like I think now he's like starting to settle into more like half court sets and a lot of like screens with Giannis. I think just like he's drawing more fouls from people like DeAndre Ayton who got into like foul trouble early in the second half, like y'all talked about. So I really think it's just like no one can really guard Giannis on the Suns because like no one's fast enough to keep up with him, unless like they're too small and like someone who's big enough like Ayton just like too slow. So, and, like, Giannis is a good, like, he's, like, a decent uh, free throw shooter. So, it's just, like, you kind of got, like, pick your poison when you're dealing with the bus right now. And, like, defensively, I like what Budenholzer is doing on the pick and roll. It's, like, at first it was a lot of drop coverage, but now he's, like, mixing in some traps and switches. Yeah. It's, like, really throwing Booker Booker mainly off. Because, like, he can't really, like, the drop coverage we mainly see in game one, but, like, game two and game three, like, I remember them starting to trap more on the pick and roll. Yeah. I feel like Booker's really, like, having problems dealing with that. But, but, like, I think it, like, it stuck out to me a lot because, like, Booker was, like, 29 minutes in game three, whereas in, like, game one and game two, he played, like, 42 and 44 minutes. Like, he played a lot less yeah, in the game. He, he sat the entire fourth quarter. They didn't even bring it. Like, once they took him out for, I think, campaign, it was, like, late in the third quarter. Yeah, they waved the white flag pretty early, it felt like. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, like, I was surprised they kept in Chris Paul as long as they did. Cause exactly, yeah. Like, I didn't think they yeah, waved the white flag because they kept in their other stars. But just, like, Devin Booker <laughs> playing atrocious this game, you know? Mm-hmm. Can't really do much. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't happy with books like shot selection overall. Um, but yeah, I thought that was partially also, you know, like Mike was saying, like they like mix and matched their uh, pick and roll defenses a lot better than I've seen um, throughout the well, at least throughout the course of this series. Um, and probably played the pick and roll the best out of any team outside of maybe the Lakers. Um, but obviously, the Lakers had Anthony Davis, so like he can be a little bit more aggressive. Lakers are like the best defense, even without Davis. Yeah. Too. Like they just yeah. have Vogel is just a really good defensive coach. Uh, yeah. And but I mean, so. yeah, but I mean, just like, like I like I paid attention like more to this in game one and game two. Just like Boonholz is matching up like uh, Drew Holiday or like Chris Middleton on Devin Booker, like, you know, like really solid 
like guard defenders. So I think it's, that's really just like throwing off Booker. I think like since the Suns offense really runs through Booker, like they really need him to play well in order to win games. And, like when he's off, the whole team's kind of off. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I thought he was making shots in game two, and, and I, I don't know. He was making shots in game two, and the Suns won. He was making shots in game one, and the Suns also won, but, like, today, like, ten points. Like Game one, he wasn't yeah, – I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how much of that is on the defense. That's all I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I think that, like, a lot of the missed shots from Booker led to a lot, a lot of transition offense from the Bucks. You know, like, you know, that's what they're really good at because, like, Giannis, you know, those big-ass rides. Yeah. Well, I think I think what Mike said about about uh, Budenholzer mixing up the pick and roll coverages actually does work, um, and and that, it it did mess them up a little bit in game one. But game one, I mean game two, but game two, and we'll talk about it later. Was you know one of the weirdest like shooting variance games from either side that we've seen in a while with Phoenix making all the threes. And, um, and I, I thought they found a better balance too this game of like selling out to like stop the paint. Uh, like a lot of the drives, but they're actually like recovering to the shooters a lot better this game. Uh, so I don't know. Well, the Bucks also killed Phoenix rebounding wise tonight. Uh, they had 17. This is this is within the game, but at a certain point, it was 17-0 and second chance points um, for you know just everyone. So that's that's pretty. That's a definitely an area that the Bucks have succeeded with. They did it versus the Nets too. It's sort of how they ended up winning that series, but um, they. Yeah, I, I, I think the Booker thing is we've seen him be up and down in these playoffs a little bit. Um, Beverly really bothered him in some of those games versus the Clippers. Um, but, you know, you, you have Chris Paul. You have, you, have a lot of, you have a lot of role players who are good shooters like Crowder. You've got Cam Johnson really just coming into his own. And, and Cam, let's go. He's been great. I mean, he was great tonight. Um, he's been – The dunk, he, dunk yeah, of the year, arguably. He hit some threes. Um but I thought what you said about the Kaminsky minutes, like if they're going to play him, I don't think you can do it when Giannis is out there um, because he's just going to get worked. And you would think, yeah, I, I, I thought that, that was a weird decision for, to me from Monty Williams, who's usually like a pretty good like situational coach with, with going, subbing players in and out. Um, not as good as like, you know, your Ty Lues of the world, but um, he was, you know, Phoenix – um, Phoenix was minus they they were a minus thirteen with Kaminsky out there um, for in in under five minutes in this game. So yeah, that's really bad. I should tell you. I mean, like, like who are the Suns? Like, if you were like a Monty Williams, like how would you devise to guard Giannis? Like, because you don't have a single person on that yeah. team that can guard him one on one. Like, how would you like guard him? I still Without think Aiden on the floor. Okay, like say like let's say you have Aiden on the floor. Like, like it doesn't matter. Like, I don't think anyone on that team can guard Giannis in a one on one situation. I kind of agree, but I still think Aiden's the best. Yeah. But I mean, like you, like Aiden, there's like still some flaws with that, like with that idea, because like you know, Aiden picked up the fourth foul really, really early. Yeah, and that kind of really just like no, that that's the thing. It's, it's yeah, I mean, like Aiden's got to be really smart. It is very much about the foul trouble, um, and because he, like you said, he really is the only guy. Um, but I think you're going to see in Game Four, of Phoenix, it's going to be packing the paint like you've never like. Like you can't believe, um, and, and that's that's and that's going to lead to you know the Bucks hitting threes or not. And we've seen this with we've seen this time and time again with them where they just have these bad shooting nights and they lose. So it's not a it's not a horrible strategy, I wouldn't say. Um, I mean, like I feel like um, for the Bucks, like they aren't a horribly shooting team. Like they have, they have like PJ Tucker on their team, they have Chris Middleton. Like they get open shots, like they don't miss. 
I do, I do think, I do think a lot of those guys play better at home. I will say that, and you've seen it especially with Middleton, um, and that's that's sort of that's sort of like a thing that like role players just do play better at home um, and shoot better at home. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't think you can just allow Giannis to like have his way. That's not. I, I don't know. I think you have to try different stuff. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's a better answer than Aiton right now because Crowder's a little too small. Um, and same with Bridges, I would say. And you kind of need Bridges, Bridges is way too small. You need Bridges for the backcourt. Um, Bridges is a good guard. He's like he's gonna he's like, he's going against like guards and maybe wings, but like definitely yeah, not yeah. Giannis would eat him up, I think. Um, yeah, it's did. Like there are a couple switches on him, and like he ate him up both times. So. Well, I mean, like, it's, it's really so, funny because, like, Giannis, like, doesn't have that really deep bag that a lot of, like, NBA, like, a lot of the superstars in the NBA have. Like, you know, he's just, like, just runs at you. Like, I feel like the NBA would have, like, would have adapted to that by now. But it's just, like, it's kind of crazy because, like, Giannis isn't, like, I don't want to say he's, like, not as talented, but, like, his ball handling and, like, his creativity when it comes to getting buckets just isn't really there at this point. I feel like, Earlier, like when um when the Bucks struggle, it's because like Giannis isn't like getting the good shots. But, like once he's like committing to like going downhill, mm-hmm. the Bucks like Giannis might not like be able to like do everything, but like what he does do well, like he's able to like ha- cause problems. So like he just needs to, like understand his not like understand like, he's not like a role player, but like, he understands like what he needs to do. And, like going downhill is like no one can guard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just saying just like. His, the, the strategy is just like really basic, really old school. Like I'm sure, like a lot of the, like the new NBA coaches will find a way to like stop it. But like, you know, I guess not. They just don't. I mean, who would you say? Like, if you had to pick anyone in the league to guard Giannis, who would you pick? Like, it, it's kind of like he's too quick to be. He's too quick for guys like you know, like Embiid. He's too. He's too big for even like a guy like. Kawhi, you know, I think I think Kawhi would do a decent job on him. I don't. I think ultimately he needs help. Yeah, it, it would be. It would be. Um, I think I think Gobert would be the best because you know Giannis can't shoot. The rest is slow though. Oh, I'm like Gobert can't slow, like. Yeah. Giannis can't shoot. So like all he does is like pack the paint. Like just, just like drop Gobert in the paint. Like he he's a big body. Like Bam out of bio. I think Bam Bam Bam, Bam would be the closest that's a good one. Yeah, that's that's probably who I would say. Um, like but Jimmy on the help. I think AD too. AD. Yeah. AD might be too small as Bam. No, yeah, he's I think bigger he, than Bam. He's bigger than Bam though. Yeah, KD. Yeah. No, AD. Uh, oh, AD. Yeah, AD could. Yeah. I heard KD, and I was like, I don't know. I love that. Yeah, and that's 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 if you if you're thinking about like these teams that have had success really containing him in the playoffs, it's the number one example is the Heat. Um, mm-hmm. The other one is the Raptors, who are both great defensive teams with a lot of length. And, you know, in the Raptors, you had Gasol, you had Ibaka, you had Kawhi, you had, Kobe, you had all these guys, Siakam. And then on the Heat, you had Crowder, Jimmy, and Bam, three of the, you know, great defensive – I mean, I wouldn't say Crowder's a great defensive player, but the other two are. Um, and they had a lot of success. So, Aro, what do you think – how do you think Phoenix – do you think Aiden's still the best bet, um, or do you think they try to do some stuff to Crowder? Um, just, just I, I don't think I don't think you're gonna. It's it's hard to just accept Giannis having forty points every game and think you're gonna win. So yeah, I think that uh, you'll probably not see too many adjustments early on. I think they'll try with Aiden and just kind of see 
how he ends up playing him mm-hmm. early in game four. Um, if he does pick up foul trouble or if Giannis is just kind of going off anyways, I think you could see potentially zone, even with DA in there. Um, I'd be interested in seeing that because I know they ran a lot of zone with a small lineup, but then you're just giving up way too much rebounding. Um, so I would be curious to see a zone with DA in the middle. Um, outside of that, I mean, the problem with selling out to stop them is is that they do have shooters. Like, yeah, the shooters can go cold, but um, if they get enough open shots, then, you know, and, and we'd really have to sell out to stop Giannis because we don't have um, just the same kind of, like, wing depth that you saw from Toronto and uh, Miami last year. Like, we don't have that kind of size, right? So, like, maybe more Tory Craig minutes, but he looks sort of hurt-ish, so I don't really know. Uh, Mikhail's too small um, so you're really left with like Crowder and Aiden trying to like guard him like trying to at least corral him towards the baseline and force him to pass but like it, it, there's just no good answer I mean like um, I mean like with the Suns up in this series 2-1 like they have a game to spare I feel but I feel like I want Monty Williams to like have in like guarding Giannis as the primary and I don't like I don't think the Bucks can field four really really strong shooters around Giannis so have someone like Mikhail Bridges come into trap or whoever's starting the weakest shooter coming in trap because Giannis is not like the best passer in the NBA, like just like trapping him, forcing him to pass. I feel like that would do really well. You know, like if if it doesn't work, and you know, it's like a two-two series, and then just turns into like who wins two, who wins like the next two games. So like I feel like that's what it should really come down to. Yeah, I mean the adjustments are gonna come like second and third quarter um, of Game Four. Like it's gonna be a lot. Like Monty's gonna try something, well, um, unless they're like winning by a lot. <laughs> Yeah, Giannis also shot really well from the free throw line today. Um, and that's – I don't know if that's being at home. Um, the, I think it's being at home. It, I feel like that oh, wasn't the case in previous series, though. Like, I, I don't know what – like, yeah. like he was, at one point he was 12 of 15, which for him is, like, really good. So, yeah, I, I don't – Really solid. Yeah, that's 80%. So, I, I don't yeah. – it could just be he's, 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 he's at his, you know, his comfortable rim that he knows and all that stuff and the depth perception is – the same as he's used to in the shoot arounds, but um, I don't know because I, I don't I don't feel like it was, it was that big of a difference home versus road in like the Atlanta series or the or the the two series before that. Um, I just thought that was interesting, but yeah, um, okay, let, let's let's move off Giannis a bit. He was, I mean, we'll 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 mention this. He was forty. He had 41, 13 and six. So amazing game. Um, he's had a great. He had an awesome game too as well. Um, we we sort of touched on Booker already, so let's 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 talk let's talk CP three uh, Middleton and the rest of the backcourt guys. Um, we saw a pretty good bounce back game from Holiday. Um, I would say he not wasn't a dominant scoring, but he was he was hitting he was hitting the open shots that he got um, and and just played a, played a lot better game. He's always great on defense. Um, what did y'all think of him and Middleton's performances tonight? Do you think that do you think that's something that can carry over? If um, I mean, there will be a game five in Phoenix, but um, do you think that's something that can carry over to a potential game five or game seven um, when they're away from home? Uh, I feel like Holiday is like the X factor for the Bucks because, like, if you look at the previous two games, he shot really, really poor from the field. Like seven of twenty-one in game two, four of fourteen in game one. But like today, he shot eight of fourteen from the field, five of ten from three. Like. Like when when you got like when you get Drew Holiday, what you're really looking for is like a lot of hustle, like good defense, good passing, and like a decent like shooter, like can make some buckets. So I feel like 
when Drew Holiday's on, like it just takes a load off of Giannis to like carry the whole team. Like he still has to carry, but it's just like when Drew Holiday's like making his shots, it's, it's like a lot easier for the Bucks to get the dub. Yeah, I feel like Drew just like looked nervous the first few games. Like he was missing like layups, he was missing like, open shots. He just looked more comfortable today, and I feel like like once he gets in his rhythm, that'll like, carry over to future games. I, I don't see him like I don't see how he can play as bad as the first two games. Well, I mean, like when you're like shooting like own four from three, then one and th- like one for three from the three, and you go to like five for ten. It's just like like you you can see like the difference in the outcome of the game, like the Bucks winning by twenty. Yeah, he had a couple shots in the third that I felt like maybe weren't the most sustainable, but like he was also like he, he was knocking down his open looks and like they were still giving him open looks. So I think that at least at home it'll carry. Um, I don't. It's a different deal in Phoenix. I feel like, but yeah. uh, it's, that's my feeling too. I, I I don't I don't know that that, <laughs> that will carry over. Um, but if Giannis is as good as he's been, it may not matter. Honestly, if he has. You know, if Giannis, if it's game five and Giannis has a 50-point game, like, the odds are they're coming out on top. It's just, like, yeah. things. Um, and the fact that they didn't – the fact that they – we'll talk about game two later. I keep mentioning it. But, like, I just thought it was fascinating that they got that performance from him and, and still lost. But, um, yeah, both teams from three tonight. Suns were 9 of 31. Um, Bucks were 14 of 36. So, you know, probably, probably what I would say, like – Average game for 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 the Bucks, not not too not too bad or good either way. Pretty below average for the Suns, not terrible, but um, that, that's pretty bad. Like nine for thirty one, that's like it's twenty nine percent. So it's not it's not horrible. I, I think like that's pretty bad. <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen the Bucks shoot twenty percent countless times. But I just think that like um, the the Suns are also. They have a they have this ability to make it up at the free throw line, um, but the the Bucks shot ten more free throws than them in this game. Um, could be a product of Scott Foster. I didn't really think he had much of an impact on this game, honestly. Um, and he's he's someone that you know has been CP3's enemy forever. CP3 they won. CP3 finally did win a Scott Foster game with the value game game two the Clip, versus the Clippers, but. Um, we, I really thought that would be a factor in this game, um, and, it, and it wasn't because the Bucks were were played their best game of the the series, and probably you know outside of that that um, game two versus Miami, maybe their best game in the playoffs. So, um, moving on to more Middleton, um, he was, I would say, his usual self. Um, maybe a little worse. He, he had 18 points, um, three to seven from three. Um, he's been, he's been making, he's been having a lot bigger of a, like a passing role in the playoffs. I, I feel like, like he, he's routinely getting six, seven assists. Um, and the Bucks as, as a team moved the ball really well tonight. They had, they had 27 assists total, um, which is pretty good. Once I think like 30 is like sort of the, the level of like great. Um, but what what do y'all think about um, just like the ball movement that we saw from them, and if 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 that's something that's here to stay, or if Phoenix can sort of I'm not sure what can what can be done to like really take that away, but is that just like a mentality thing? Yeah, I feel like the Bucks in order to win more games, they need to start like playing less selfishly, less ISO, like move the ball around. Because like what you really want is have Giannis get matched on someone smaller, like Mikael Bridges, like Devin Booker, like CP3. But I feel like my issue with like um, Middleton is like I don't think it's really like sustainable to win a lot of games when your designated closer is only scoring 18 points. 
Like, he scored 11 in game two. Like, he had a big game one. But it's just, like, it's, like, really inconsistent. Because, like, Giannis is not the finisher of the team. Like, he can't finish games in order for them to win. So, like, I think it really falls under Chris Middleton. So, like, I think, like, he does need to step up. Like, he needs to be more aggressive, make more shots. Yeah. Just, like, get that mentality. Well, it's it's hard. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, today was kind of a weird game because, A, it wasn't close in the fourth, so he wasn't really needed. B, like, it felt like the offense was kind of functioning without him fine. Um, like, they didn't really need to rely on him to bail him out of possessions or really anything like that. Like, they ran, like, I guess what your ideal bud offense would be, a lot of motion, a lot of cutting, a lot of ball movement, like JT said. So I, I feel like this is, like, a weird game for middle. Like, I, I don't know how much I can take away from Middleton, from this game just because I, I didn't see him that much. He didn't need to do a whole lot. Yeah. The thing, I mean, the thing with Middleton is like when, when he is called upon to make all these clutch shots for them, when it's a close game, it's really hard to do that when you're, when you're like not playing well, you know, which is simple to say, but they, I feel like there've been a lot of times where Giannis is the one who's dominant, but they know they can't go to him at the end of the game because of the free throw shooting and you know, the, he can't hit the, it's not hitting like these tough jumpers where Middleton, that's kind of like what he's, what he's going to do. Um, and it's, it's hard for Middleton to like get in that rhythm when he's, you know, three for 12 before, before going into like that, that crunch time in the fourth quarter. Um, and I mean, Portis had a great game. I thought, um, a lot of, lot of, I, I think he, he, he did a good job of like getting the crowd into it. A lot of like high energy stuff. Um, and he's been someone that has sort of been a swing factor for them. It's felt like, especially against Atlanta. Um, and he only, I mean, he only had 11 points, shot four for 11, but I thought, I thought the, I thought the points that he did have were at like pretty opportune times for, for Milwaukee where, you know, Phoenix would get the lead down to five or six and he would, he would hit a big shot. I thought Drew Holiday did a good job of that as well. Um, and that's something that we saw um, a lot of in game two, where it was on the other side, where Phoenix was, you know, Milwaukee would get the lead down to five or seven in the fourth quarter, and Phoenix would just hit a three. Um, and and Bucks kind of did that in the opposite way tonight. Um, but yeah, any, anything else from tonight? I mean, like going back to Chris Milton, like, like, yeah, he wasn't really caught upon in the fourth quarter because, like, the game wasn't closed. So, so it's like, I guess it kind of stopped trying it by pulling Devin Booker. It's like I don't know. Like this game was kind of just like I don't think it's really like um, a sign of like what's to come in the series. Like I don't think there's gonna be another blowout of this caliber for the Bucks at least for for the rest of the series. But um, I'm just saying like yeah, it's like the Suns. Like I don't know what happened to them today. Like would it be like playing like in Milwaukee, like playing away? Like I don't really know. Yeah, game three up 2-0 away from home. It's always like gonna be tough. I feel like uh, yeah, just no, from it, everything it, from like shooting like, to historically, like, you've, seen, you've seen this tons of yeah. times. Even like the finals where you know it's Warriors are up two zero, it goes back to Cleveland and they win. Like you're not, it's just kind of one of those things. Um, but yeah, you know we're we're getting narrative wise, excitement wise, it's exactly what you wanted. Honestly, if you're just if you're just thinking about this being like a NBA fan, because that game four where one team's up two one and the other team's trying to tie it at home is it's like really usually awesome. Um, and if if it goes back to game five, two two, it's gonna be awesome as well and everything that comes with it. But um, what what are y'all's what what are y'all's predictions for game four before we talk to we talk a, a little bit about game two? Honestly, like personally, I don't really think home court advantage really 
place much of a difference in like basketball because you don't really need to like rely upon like nature whereas like in football and baseball like you have like certain parks for like pitchers certain parks for the hitters like i don't really think home court advantage really matters i just think the bucks played better than the suns today so like by i don't think it's gonna like keep it up so i think like in game four the suns beat the bucks like it'll be a close game but the suns will get the win in milwaukee mike i think the suns are gonna pull it out i feel like how they shot today was like, like um, I don't know. I've never seen them like shoot like this bad aside from Jay Crowder, and like even though the Bucks are like looking dominant, they still haven't seemed like they uh they found their shots. So I'm not like really sure what the Bucks are gonna like go because like Giannis Giannis has been like doing this for a while and like like he still hasn't like seen like continued playoff success. So I feel like the Suns are gonna make the right adaptations to be able to like counter what Giannis is doing. I feel like the Suns are gonna pull it out in Game Four. Yeah, um, I think I have the Suns as well. I did want to give a quick shout out to PJ Tucker. I know Mike's gonna love it. I thought PJ was was great today. Um, a lot of energy, a lot of rebounds, um, a lot of offensive boards, and like just super active um, throughout the first half. I thought he. I don't want to go so far to say that he changed the game, but he definitely helped swing the momentum towards Milwaukee. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just want to give that quick shout out. But definitely, yeah, I think the Suns. What's up? I love the energy he brings to every team he's on. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, no, it is. Yeah, he's he, he seems to do it better at home too. Um, and yeah, I think I think I think what Nick said about the home court advantage is it's probably true in most like ways. I think the shooting is the one thing that does seem to like there is there does seem to be a little bit of a difference with the most. It's mostly the role guys, but um, like the the role players shooting threes is, is kind of like seems to be better at home. Um, as far as game four goes. Yeah, I'm with y'all. I'm rolling with the Suns. Um, I think that I think that we're gonna see an awesome Chris Paul game. I just that's my feeling. I don't really know why, but um, I I do think that that the Suns are gonna really want to to go for the kill here. Um, and I, I said Suns in five before the series. I still think that's that's what's gonna end up happening um, here. But I'm not, you know, I I, I would I would I'm not gonna not welcome the idea of seeing a, a 2-2 series going back to game five. Um, but yeah, I think we, co- so I think we covered everything about game three um, that we needed to. Um, let's talk a little bit about game two, um, which was Thursday night. Yes. yes. Yeah. It was Thursday night. Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Thursday night. Um, Pretty crazy game, um, I have to say. I, I got to say I was more entertained by – this is probably the most entertaining game of the series that we've had. Um, and uh, we got an awesome Giannis performance. We we got um, Bucks playing – when the Bucks came out in this game, they were playing with a ton of intense, intensity to start. They were attacking the rim. It was, they were 18-0, 18-0 in the Bucks' advantage with, with the points of the paint at the end of the first quarter. But the Suns hit eight threes in the first quarter, which – if you're just thinking about that pace-wise, you would that would that would suggest that they could have you know 30, 32 threes in the whole game, which would be breaking every NBA record. So um, that was ridiculous, and it seemed like a lot of the threes they were getting were on these broken plays where they just it would just be you know kick it out and Bridges was in the corner. Um, it was just guys in like their favorite spots getting the good shots, um, and Giannis. But after game one, it wasn't really clear how Giannis was going to look um, health-wise. And I would say, like, game one, he was probably, like, 60% uh, 
um, there. And game two, it really started looking like he's like 90. It was, it, he's still, this came back a little bit more tonight, but as far as game two goes, it was, it's still kind of that thing where it's hard for him to move laterally. Um, um, and that we've seen that with, we saw that with Anthony Davis in a much more extreme way in, in that game six of the Sun series. But um, it, it was one of those things where, you know, we just weren't sure about how he was going to look because he had that, that injury looked terrible. And it was, it was not even that long ago where people were speculating he's probably going to be out for the season. I thought he was going to be out for the season, um, but he, he's come back in a big way, obviously. So, um, Aro, what did you think about as far, as far as game two um, with the, the Suns, the Suns going zone in the first quarter, do you think we could see that again? Um, and like, to, yes. part, yeah, like if they're going to do it to protect the paint, I think I think this this is definitely something we could see in Game Four, given how much the Bucks were able to score in the paint. Um, do you think they're going to go back to that? And is if they do, is it going to be early and often? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be like early in the sense that it'll probably be more so like towards the end of the first quarter, depending on how like the first couple or first few minutes of the game go. Um, but I think you will see it in pretty like heavy doses throughout game four. I think that's probably the best chance that we have to kind of stop the Giannis, um, just the Bucks in general getting into the paint. Um, Cause it feels like um, just like one-on-one a, like even if penetration is not too easy, like the off ball assignments just seem like off um, a lot of times it's Booker. Um, and I mean, it just, I don't know. It feels like we've fallen asleep a lot more on the defensive side than I've seen throughout the rest of the playoffs. Um, so I think zone will help a little bit with that, just the off-ball stuff. Um, if Milwaukee starts shooting well again, uh, we'll see. But uh, I, I think you kind of would rather get beat by that than Giannis just going for 40 again because, like, you've seen how that's going to play out. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think the Suns are probably more – concerned offensively than they are defensively right now because um, this game I thought like game three was very much in the balance um, game two obviously you know we saw a great shooting night from the Suns and I mean that's you know more so what you want to trend back towards you're yeah. not going to get the same kind of shooting night um, but you're definitely not expecting uh, the 29% or whatever it was in game three um, as far as overall game two thoughts I, I thought that was like easily Aiden's worst game um, yeah, no, he was pretty bad. Playoffs. Yeah, he was bad um, until the fourth. Um, we saw Booker get hot towards. Booker got hot in Booker the second really half. Put the game away at the end, but like, yeah, it wasn't great. He wasn't. He, that's why I was like, I thought he was going to do the same thing in game three, where like, okay, you have a terrible first half, and then you kind of pick it up in the second half, and that never happened in game three. Um, maybe that's partly being away from home. Maybe that's just partly you know, what the Bucks have, have kind of done to adjust. Um, I'm not really sure, but we'll, we'll see what Booker we get in game four. I think he'll be a little bit more aggressive um, like he was more in game two and game one in game four. Um, and, and then otherwise I thought like CP3 tried to like, tried his best to lose the game towards the end, which was really weird. Um, like his fourth quarter was a lot of like weird, like turnovers, bad decisions, which we don't really see from him too often. Um, but Again, he bounced back in game three. He looked fine. So I, I could definitely see a big, big CP3 game coming up, too. I'm like, honestly, like, not a lot of people are talking about, but like the Bucks from like this box and one type of coverage on um, Booker, like forcing him to like kick the ball out on like these broken plays. 
like I really do think it's like wearing down on the Suns. Like they're getting more and more tired faster and faster because like you have to run more to like cover up these broken plays and like find these shots, which is like leading to like them being more tired on defense, trying to get, like take breathers, taking off plays, which is letting um, the Bucks like do whatever they want. But um, I'm just saying like I felt like um in game two, Booker like handled like the pressure a lot. Like he handled it really well, like taking the ball out, taking the shots when he had the shots. Um, but like you know, game three just didn't really play well. Hope he bounces back in game four. And um, I don't know. I just don't think Chris Paul will have, like, a super big, like, 40, 50-point game. But he'll always be, like, that consistent, like, 19 to 24, 25-point scorer. But, like, I don't think he's just, like, going to have, like, this big scoring outburst because, like, that's just not who he is. Like, one thing yeah. that stood out to me in game two was, like, Macau Bridges. He had a huge game. He was hitting threes. Like, he was kind of keeping them alive early. Like, defensively, he was, like, making things really tough. Like, he was playing all the passing lanes. He was, like, playing really disruptive. So, I feel like Mikhail Bridges needs to, like – he's a big part of what the Suns need to do on defense, I feel like. Yeah. No, he – you're right. He, and the thing about Bridges is he's also a great cutter, um, and he was he was doing that a lot in game two. Um, I think, I think Nick, what you said about the Suns being – getting tired a little bit, um, I think if, think if they do decide to go zone, that's going to help a lot with that because when you're sitting in a zone, you're kind of just sitting there. Um, and I, I, I like that as a strategy. Um, if that's what, that's what I would probably look to do, um, and just sort of force the bucks to, to beat you by hitting threes. Cause I don't think, like, like you said, I don't think the answer is just getting, it's just like giving up all these points to Giannis. It's not, it's just not that type. Like, cause he's gonna, he's gonna score. Like it's not, it's, you can't like hope. Yeah. That, I mean, it's all like paint touches, right? For him. It's not one of those things where it's like, Oh, it's like, it's like a make or miss thing. Cause he's going to make most of them. Cause he's, he's like two feet away from the basket. Um, but yeah, I thought game two was, was, was really, you know, the Suns hit 23s. Um, Milwaukee, despite having such a good, good game scoring the paint, like at the beginning of that game, I really thought, Oh, the bucks have really like, like they've really figured this out and it looks like it's going to be one, one. And, that wasn't the case. It felt like a waste of a drew of a really good Giannis game. He had twenty points in the third quarter, um, which I, which is um, that's the most in a finals quarter in the last twenty five seasons. He's also now um, he's had two back to back 40, 40 point ten rebound games. Only two other players have done that, and it's Shaq and LeBron, um, and that's that's you know obviously insane company to be in. Um, but what did you, um, game two, um, sort of towards the end, like you said, Chris Paul, um, he had some weird turnovers. I think he had like, he had like some like behind the back pass and just kind of like went nowhere. Yeah. And it's just not, not something like he's usually a lot smarter with, with the, the passes that he's placing. And, you know, he has a sense of the moment and all that kind of stuff that make him so great. Um. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm expecting like a like a 40, 40 point game from him in, in game four. I just think he's going to be able to like uh, run their offense really well and pick apart. I can see I could see him having like you know like fourteen assists. Like not it's not going to be like some scoring thing because I think the Bucks the Bucks like interior defense is too good for him to like be able to like versus the Clippers. He had that forty one point game in game six, but that was like a lot of him getting to the rim. And the Bucks have have you know the like the best rim protection in the league. That's not how. That's not how he's going to beat them. So, um, uh, other than that, on game two, what else? What else do I got? I really want to see the Suns play like Cameron Johnson, Cameron Payne a little more as like a Draymond Green type of role, just like 
really energetic on defense, like sits in the passing lanes, trying to like get these easy steals from Giannis because, you know, like not a great passer. It's just like, I don't know, like Monty Williams played them both like a, a combined total 28 minutes, but he played Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton like 41, 44, and 42. It's just like, as the series goes on, like as the series goes on, like, like this much workload, like it'll start to show whether it be like decreased performance or like a possible injury. It's just like, I think like Monty Williams needs to start like looking towards the future a little, just like not making sure like you're not overworking his players, especially the starting five. I think you, I think you really have to worry about Chris Paul the most. And other than that, it's not much of a concern. Maybe with Aiden, because he's a bigger dude. Um, but like, I feel like they really like outside of eight you don't really have an option. The guy that they drafted Jalen yeah. Smith has, has not seen any minutes. And I, if, if that's true, he must be, you know, just not ready for this, this moment. No, he's, so, no, like, yeah. he's not even close to me. Yeah. Like, they, they weren't even playing in the regular. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And I think, I think like the Tory Craig at center idea going small can work in these spurts, but the bucks have the ability like the to just, yeah, the bucks have the ability to go huge, which is going to, it's going to beat that um, eventually. So um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, game two, I didn't, I didn't want to spend too much time on it because game three was the focus, but um, let's do, we'll, we'll do quick predictions for the rest of the series and then wrap it up. Um, what, what do y'all, what do y'all see? How many games? Who wins? How many games? Um, how how is this gonna end? I think the Suns win in six. It's gonna I be got, five or six, and we'll go to game seven. Do you think I'm, the? Okay, go, go ahead, Mike. I got the Suns in six, but like I can easily see like the Bucks. Um, if like they win the next game, I can easily see being a seven-game series with how um, like how easily like momentum swings in the final. But like, right now, I have Suns in six. Yeah, uh, I hate to copy Mike, but I'm um, pretty much on the same boat. I think Game Four is is huge. Um, we're three and zero in Game Four so far in the playoffs. The Suns, um, so it's just a huge. Yeah, uh, one and three in Game Threes and, and three and zero in Game Fours. So uh, hopefully that trend continues. If it does, I, I got Suns in six. Um, even if it doesn't, I'll probably still stick with Suns in six. But I feel pretty uncomfortable about it. I'll say that. Um, but. I think so. Yeah, so y'all think the Bucks could, the Bucks could win Game Five, then? Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll win Game Five. I don't That's think cool. they'll close. I, I, I think. I mean, I was pretty confident that the Clippers were going to lose Game Five, and they blew it out. So I, I, exactly. I, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't really know like how much. I, I still, I'm still going to go Suns in five, just because that's what I had originally. Um, but. I do think that that game two is going to come back to haunt the Bucks in a huge way where it, feel, it feels like they play. I, I would say they played better than the Suns did and the Suns hitting the threes was the difference. And like um, the fact that you got that performance from Giannis, which is really like the best we've like ever seen him play in a big spot um, is, is kind of, is going to come back to haunt them a lot. So I'm, yeah, I'm still going to go Suns in five. Um, just, I, I do think, I do think you're going to see a bounce back game from the backcourt either way um whether it's whether it's a big game from chris big game for booker it's a combination of both um i don't see those guys having like they they, they're they are the the force that like drives this team i don't don't really see them like sputtering off but um yeah i could totally see i'm not i'm not too confident in it um if this does go to game if this does go back to game five two two um really anything's on the table i think um, because you have you have the guy in Giannis who can take over, 
um, and someone take over like really no one else can that's left in the playoffs. Um, and you know, I, I, I thought, I thought in the Clippers series when the Suns dropped game five at home, I, I was kind of worried because it was just a, like a bizarre performance from them. And we, we talked about it a ton and we did the episode after that game, but, um, yeah, yeah, I'm still, I still think I'm gonna stick with uh, Suns and five, but yeah, they make the Suns and six makes sense because the the, you know, game five, I, I just don't know. Um, okay, well, I think that's all we have. Um, no questions from Instagram today. I, I didn't post it, um, but uh, we and I we had four of us, so it'd probably take forever too. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks guys. Thank you for having us. This was fun. Thank you for having us, JT. Yeah.